Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 31st of May, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets and startups. I'm here with David Scott. Great to be back. Nice to be back with you as well. Thank you. Um, look, we saw Asian stocks doing pretty well today because we saw some better than expected data out of China. So, yeah, manufacturing services still contracting, but uh, an improvement from the previous month. And I suppose there's a bit of bit of hope as well that when we see these lockdowns lift tomorrow that we'll start to see activity uh, returning to more normalized levels. I won't call it normal, but more normalized levels. So that was China. But the enthusiasm did not really extend into the Aussie market here. No, we uh, finished on our session highs yesterday and we finished on our session lows today. So go figure. Uh, yeah, swings and roundabouts. Give it the market can take away yeah, as well. Yeah, don't we love month end and all the gyrations that come with it? Uh, yeah, not a lot of rhyme or reason, but uh, yeah, uh, all things being equal, we uh, finished the month of May down 3%. Got it. So that is uh, nothing to be overly proud about. But again, we keep having these conversations about, you know, whether or not we're in a bear market rally. Or whether, you know, the tide has really turned, whether we're hit peak inflation, peak Fed fear, all the rest of it. You know, all of, you know, the the taglines that we're going on right now. Um, But if you look at what's happening here in Australia, the GDP partials were pretty positive. Yeah, there's going to be net trade's going to extract a lot or detract a lot from growth. But uh, all the other factors, so uh, inventory builds, uh, we also got uh, government expenditure uh, and the like. So that's all going to go and offset that. So all things being equal now, given the strength that we've already seen in retail sales volumes, like I wouldn't be surprised to go and see a figure maybe up around that 1% mark quarter on quarter. Uh, that's based on the premise that uh, if people like me and a lot of other people from what I've seen anecdotally have been doing just getting out there and spending on services and, and living life because it's been such a you know fragmented and uh, disjointed uh, period the last couple of years. If uh, Australians did that uh, buy and hold, uh, particularly in February, March, we'll have a pretty good figure come 11.30 tomorrow. 11.30 is what we are waiting for. Now then the question becomes... What does it mean for the good old Reserve Bank of Australia, which meets next Tuesday? When we had CapEx and construction work done last week, um, you know, there was some thinking that if we saw these partials come in softer than, um, than expected, that, you know, we could have the RBA sort of pulling back as well on some of potentially. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I don't know if you want to call it aggressive, but it's the, the size of the move that may come on Tuesday. Uh, so that seems to be or may be done and dusted. So what does the RBA do on Tuesday? 
I think uh, it's still yet to be determined. Uh, that's I'm not going to sit on the fence. I think we need to go and see what happens in the GDP uh, income statement tomorrow more than anything else. And I've got my eyes peeled on uh, the income statement around households, uh, disposable income. I want to know a better reading as to what wage growth is doing, better than the wage price index. And I reckon if we get a punchy number there, as, for, as uh, Westpac, I think, is forecasting and a number of others, 40 basis points still could be on the cards. Uh, we're a long way behind the rest of the world, and so it's pretty clear that uh, no, inflationary pressures have surprised the upside and will likely continue to do so for several quarters. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, inflation still the name of the game. All right, so we, um, as far as stock-specific moves, we saw some of the large caps that got hit hard being Tyro down 6.6%, Suncorp as well as Zipco. Some of the big gainers, though, in the large cap space, Beach Petroleum, DeGray's, Whitehaven Coal. The commodity story is still quite strong. It's interesting, though. Today, BHP was negative, while many in the other, uh, or many of the others in the uh, the metals and mining space did pretty well. And that included some of the gold miners as well. Yeah, I think the gold miners have lagged earlier in the month, so maybe a bit of adjustment to positioning. And BHP, of course, uh, following that demerger of the uh, energy assets off to, uh, to Woodside and got a lot of buyers come through following that. Maybe got a little bit bloated for, uh, for allocation, so maybe a bit of profit taking creeping into the end of the month. Yeah, well, Australian gold stocks are posting their worst monthly loss since January, so on track to lose about 7.1% over the month of May. Go so month end. Yeah, and... Look, Northern Star Resources on track to lose about 8% this month. Second consecutive monthly loss. I wonder when we start talking about value in the gold stocks, if we you know, sort of have been already, I suppose. Yeah. Well, real yields, uh, no, suddenly you want to keep an eye on there. And the US dollar, we've been talking a lot about the US dollar on the program recently. And uh, if you're a believer that it's uh, no best days are behind it, well, gold will typically do pretty well in that environment. Okay. So uh, as far as the conversations that I had today. Yeah, a lot of it revolved around bear market. Um, but again, you know, strategy, investment strategy uh, for for these times. And uh, yeah, David Lane from Ordmanet was talking about a few property stocks. So really carrying on from a conversation I had yesterday with Morningstar about um, some of the value that's emerging there. Mervac, for example. Anyhow, David gives a number of companies in the REIT space that Ordmanet has been running the ruler over and is happy to invest in. Uh, look, that came up with Marcus Droga, who I chatted with today this afternoon. We had uh, Centuria Capital investing in a healthcare um, uh, property just around some parts of southern Sydney. So, yeah, property is sort of in the conversation as well, despite the prospect of rising rates. Yeah, it's a property day around. Chris Benningfield from Key Global Investors joined me on the uh, Global View today and get a sense as to how that place is looking as well. And, uh, yeah, had some pretty uh, pretty good advice when it comes to that industrial side of the equation. It's been a hot part of the market. Yeah, he's a bit cold on it now. Oh, is he? Okay, yeah. that's interesting because we still talk a lot about Goodman Group being best in class. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'll take a listen to that. This is with Apologies. dropping names, yeah. Martin Kraft from Shoreham Partners as well. Had a great chat with him to round off the show. And we had a chat about industrial property as well, including Goodman Group. Really? Yeah, what so was you, can he get saying? His, you can get his uh, sense. Uh, said that the, uh, the peak when everyone was uh, no, gloating and glowing about uh, it's, uh, it's how fantastically run business it was. Uh, we're probably getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Okay, well, I'll listen to that as well. I've been. A little bit preoccupied out in the newsroom today, Scotty. Lots happening. All exciting stuff here at Ausbiz. A few donuts out there as well. There was. Oh, I've been fed well today. Um, Happy birthday to Nazia, who is an absolute integral part of the Ausbiz team. So we had a bit of a potluck 
She's tw- tw- 21 again today? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, look, they're all starting to to seem quite young in comparison. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll speak for myself, to me, not necessarily to you. Um, okay. I'm not that far behind you. Yeah, okay. We'll drop this conversation now. Uh, so what else do we need to know? So mm, finishing the month at session lows, all sectors in the red for the 11th time this year. Thank you, ComSec. That just popped up on my screen. And we're moving toward um, some key data that comes out in the United States coming through on Friday. But we do get a few reads out from the U.S. tonight in terms of uh, manufacturing. We'll get some sentiment coming through from the uh, from the Dallas, uh, what is it? The, the Dallas the Fed Dallas Manufacturing, Fed manufacturing survey. survey. And the Chica- I've been horrible with names today. Um, anyhow, the Chicago PMI is coming out. We'll likely point to, you know, continuing ongoing supply issues. And we get a bit more on house prices and the S&P Case-Shiller home price indexes out. Uh, we get the read on consumer confidence as well. So it's a consumer confidence index. So we'll be looking there for any comments about the strength of the labor market, about, uh, you know, really inflation expectations, all, again, the usual suspects. Looking forward to it. And Are you? Yeah. No, not really. Looking forward to non-farm payrolls. Yeah, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens tonight with U.S. markets coming online uh, after Memorial Day, so after the long weekend there. And again, we've got uh, Europe agreeing to to really um, restrict Russian exports, in fact, cutting 90% of Russian oil imports, I should say, by the end of 2022. So that's been pretty positive for energy prices through the Asian session, and we'll see if that continues in uh, in the U.S. session as well. Yeah, interesting as well. See whether the uh, optimism, uh, the markets have been milking it a little bit when it comes to uh, the optimism about China's reopening. Uh, it's helped. I'm not sure how long we keep talking about the same thing, but that's been permeating beneath the surface as well. So whether that momentum can continue to keep driving this market high, given it should be known knowledge by now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, you know, and we consider uh, that technology stocks on these down days. They continue to be the names that are hit the hardest. Mm-hmm. And that's just speaking to, you know, caution over the whole global growth um, outlook and uh, prospects for rate rises in tandem as well. You know, for some reason, over the past couple of days, I think I don't know why, but, you know, recession. Last week, it was all recession, recession, recession. Are we in for a recession? And this week, nobody's bringing up the R word, nor the S word, stagflation. So we'll see how the week's data pans out to uh, feed further into that uh, that conversation. Look, I gave you the perfect segue about milking it. So let's get straight to the stock oh, of the day, of course. Scotty. Bubs. Bubs. Off uh, my game. Bubs just absolutely, I uh, know, ripping high yesterday on the back of that uh, no, approval from the FDA to go and supply infant milk formula into that key marketplace. So we sat down today with a couple of experts. Andrew did indeed to go and get their views on that sector. So who do we have on? We had uh, Scott Phillips and the Motley Fool. And Chris Conway from Marcus Today. Let's listen in. Right now, I don't think there's enough obvious value in Bubs in particular, just because you don't know. It's a lottery ticket right now. You could come back with your tail between your legs. If you lose that 50% gain, that's a one-third loss back to where it used to be. That's very possibly where you are in a year's time. Or maybe the shares double from here. There's a sentiment question, of course, on top of that, which is why I mentioned the share price, not just the business. I do like A2 Milk. I think A2's got more potential long-term, not in America, but more broadly. I think it's worth more than the current share price anyway. So irrespective of whether or not it gets the call up from President Biden or his administration, I do like the A2 story generally. It's been a really tough time for A2. That provides some opportunity, I think, for patient investors. Very clearly, aside from anything else, both of these companies have had a tough time of it. 
Uh, and I believe this this is just a one-shot deal. I don't think this changes fundamentally the story for either of these companies, uh, and therefore the, the whole move is already priced in. So uh, I wouldn't be chasing after it based on uh, what we've seen with the, the Bubs deal in the US. And so that's the view on Bubs and A2 Milk. Both of those names, BTW, gave up some of their um, gains of the previous session as well. Bubs was down by 10% today, A2 down by about two-tenths of a percent by the time all was said and done. All infants grow up. Oh, boy, Scotty. Let, why don't you take it away? Because you're, you, you're much more articulate than I am no, today. I've got, I've got nothing. Had not a lot of sleep last night, but yeah, it seems to be working for me for it some is. reason. I think it's the tan. Yeah, oh, the tan, yeah. I'm still dreaming of those days. The beach at Burley. Yeah. Look, let's 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 go. Yeah, let's yeah. go wrap it up there. <laughs> Got a big uh, big day tomorrow. Uh, national accounts out at eleven thirty. We'll see what the new month brings. Maybe just maybe we'll get a third time lucky. It's been two consecutive monthly declines in a row. Let's see what June delivers. All right. See ya. Have a good night. See ya. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.